Well, universe, it's 3.33 a.m. And I have to be at work in two and a half hours. Actually, two hours and 26 minutes. Because being a minute early is my new protocol. Um, and I've been up since one. I woke up totally rested. And, um, like, totally rested. Got some stuff done in the kitchen. Clean up some stuff around the house. Uh, and now that it's 3-3-3, well, now it's, well, it's still 3-3-3. Uh, now it's 3-3-4. I thought I would, um, tackle a few of the items <clears throat> that are dangling in my list of stuff to get back to. And, of course, that fits in well with being late to work or late to attending to the things I need to get to. But I always feel like I'm behind. I know a lot of you have your time management skills down to where you're on top of everything. Or at least on top of more stuff than you're not. But in spite of my attempts to adopt better systems or find ways to save myself the aggravation of always being behind. Well, one of the things you get used to in life at some point are the ways that you are just built. And I am built to take absolutely every second available to work through whatever my top priority project is at the moment. And so, that's why so many times I'm signing on to record at 11.50 whatever. Because at 11.20, if I still don't have something, I feel inspired and completely coherent in scale. If that isn't where I'm at with whatever I'm thinking, well, then I want the next 33 minutes to try to achieve that. And actually, I want the next 39 minutes because... Even at 11.53, I think, well, there's six more minutes for inspiration to mount. And though mounted by inspiration, not all of us dream of achieving. Hmm. Uh, mounted by inspiration, I will always pursue, even if it means expecting a miracle at the last minute. And... Uh, in some ways, I guess I'm expecting a miracle at the last minute right now. Expecting a miracle? I mean, can you expect a miracle? Isn't that the very definition of it not being a miracle? If it's expected, then would that be miraculous? No. But I don't know how else you look at the current state of the human animal. Those of us that are genetically modified to exist as homo sapiens, the class of beings on this planet sentient enough to know what they're up to but not smart enough to coordinate it to make it all work out for everybody that group well if you see a way for them to achieve galactic harmony and balance with their situation that isn't miraculous well i'm missing that because wherever i look I keep thinking, it's going to take a miracle to change this. But, that's kind of the reason that, A, I uh, 
am willing to accept that it's all my fault. Because I know that now that we're in scenarios where a miracle might be needed, well, most of that's because I was so apathetic for so long about where I fit into things. But then, I don't <clears throat> accept 100% of the blame, though I do accept the majority of it, because I also started to learn how messaged I was to think things that ultimately didn't work out for me, and in many ways were operating against the best interest of society at large. Maybe they were working in the best interest for John at the minimum, but even then, that turned out not to be true. So that leaves me in the pickle of, well, what? I mean, WTF is going on. I can certainly, uh, I can buy many versions of recollection and storytelling and relating to you from a point of not doing my best, go back and find places that I let the world down. And I know that all of us have moments where we didn't do our best and holding that against ourselves is a standard whereby I'm being ridiculous. I, I, I agree. But I also agree that I've dismissed this one too easily. So in listening back to some of the items I'm trying to clear off my list of hmm, discordant thoughts that still need to be at least noted, one of the themes I constantly fall back to is that I gave up and pulled myself out of the game. There's only so much harm you can do if you're not even willing to play the game, I think is one of the phrases I like to use. But that sentiment, while somewhat (laughs) uh, fair, is honestly completely wrong. And let me explain why. Still got some explaining to do. Okay. It is the push of individual, 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 and all of that um, messaging that you are what's here to be evaluated, not against how you're coordinating in your uh, current universal environment, but against your co-human participants. And the, the game is rigged, period. So... When you figure that out, your first instinct is to quit playing. But I don't I don't know if there's a worse thing you can do to hmm, 
to it's it's like the question of do you want to be kept alive if there's still activity detectable in your brain but you're comatose because people have recovered from that state what's that a persistent vegetative state i mean this was that whole uh terry what was that woman's name terry Schiavo. Ooh. I should not be pulling names out of my ass on this because that was a long time ago and I mostly remember it from a South Park episode. So I know whatever I'm trying to come up with here is third-hand, passed-down telephone game knowledge. But it was, it was at least a moment of personal reckoning for the country to think, well, what would I do if I were in that state? How would I want um, circumstances to be proceeding when I have no say in my own destiny, how, how does that, what does that moment philosophically mean just as a conundrum of circumstance? I think that was the most real and probably only time I've ever thought about what it would be like to have someone you needed or who whose care you were legally uh, ascribed to manage, what would you do with that circumstance? It's not an easy question. But if life has you deciding to pull yourself out of the game, well, then how are you different than Terry Schiavo? Please let that be the woman that I'm talking about. You know what? I have a pause button now. Stop. Okay, the name is Terry Schiavo, and... Note to self, return to the Terry Schiavo case on the review episode. After going down that rabbit hole for about 10 minutes just now, I don't believe we ever got the real story of what unfolded there. Or if, if it was reported, it wasn't reported in, a, in the uh, admittedly distracted time of my life that that all went down. I wasn't watching the news with regularity, but it was a case that captured national attention. So much like Britney Spears dancing with a microphone on her head was an image most of us couldn't avoid. The Terry Schiavo case was one of those. Let's see what our panel thinks of the Terry Schiavo case after this word was said on everything from Sesame Street to Sesame Street. So fact is, um, after now reading the actual court proceedings and what Michael Schiavo, her husband's role in the case truly was, I'm disturbed. But I don't want to get into that now. But I will get into it later when I have more time to wander. Because I'm going to knock stuff off the list even though I just put one on. That's not my style. Well, yeah, it is. But I didn't mean to swap. So let's get through sitting out is one of the ways that you can ensure that you are not adding to the damage society is sustaining everywhere we look. It is... Hmm. It's ultimately not even that you give up on society that this is a problem. It's that you quit on yourself. And as someone who quit on himself to the level of wishing I could have just t 
turned over whatever life force I had left to somebody who would give a shit to live theirs out. I often thought, how ironic is it that I have somewhere between 14 minutes and 44 years of livable, decent life ahead of me, and I don't want any of it. (laughs) And I could see someone like my father battling whatever age and decades of bodily activity eventually conquer your spirit of doing the physical, but your mind, your mind stays sharp, but eventually your knees give out. Eventually your wrists hurt too much. Eventually the swelling in your hands can't be overcome. Whatever it is, the body eventually says no more. Well, I always thought if I could have just swapped out Freaky Friday style with somebody who was 99 but wanted to have 30, 40 more years to go at it, oh, that would be perfect. I mean, how much quitting of the game do you have to be to have those thoughts? You have to have given up on yourself so much that you want to die. But you have to be such a regimented pussy in every attempt you've ever made to do something truly committed to your principles that you know suicide is not even an option. Well, whatever delusional state you're in when you think those thoughts, the biggest hole to crawl out of is having given up on yourself. And I guess if you believe the world is a chaotic coincidental occurrence of matter forming into just enough symmetry that a conscious mind evolved to experience this universe's assembly of time and space and all of our action, reaction, and accordance of that matter in that time and space, if that just has been drilled into your head as a chaotic circumstance of who saw this coming? Well, then it sure is easy to feel like there is no problem in pulling yourself out of the circumstance and calling it a show. If you don't like what is being shown on stage and there is a lobby in which you can sit the rest of the show out, well then, what's wrong with that? I have no interest in what's going on in that theater anymore, so I will just wait out here by myself until it's over. Well, (laughs) you didn't choose to energize, manifest, spontaneously arrive in this environment to sit it out. And if you give up on yourself, well, then what you really need to think about is who trained you, what experiences bore out the sort of results that demand 
Or in what way are you inside your head so pretzled up that you think this universe is a better version of itself with you not playing? You can't believe that about yourself. So what you believe is that this is such a broken, shitty environment in which to exist that playing the game is the dumbest decision anybody's ever made. And you're finally smart enough to realize that you no longer want to play the game. And you have so much evidence that this is at least going to keep you from having to go through the pain and suffering the game imparts. Not just on those playing the game, but on those who are about to play the game, who have finished playing the game, wherever you look, it's pain and suffering. What reasonable person wants to do this? What reasonable person doesn't come to the eventual conclusion that this universe doesn't deserve me? Sorry, thought a little vascular vaporization would be appropriate at this moment. But if you're thinking that, if you've got those this universe doesn't deserve me. Woe is me, why me? Thoughts in your head? Well, that's that's a good sign. Because from there, you can rebuild back the life of purpose you're here to achieve in the first place. And you can now disregard all that messaging that got you into a position of hating yourself in a life you chose to exist and manifest within. The experience of being here isn't random, unfortunately, because that reignites the burden on all of us that what we're sitting in is our fault. And I guess that was the epiphany that finally sank in. I choose to sit out of the game, I literally choose to let this universe persist in chaos, anarchy, and without the loving, kind, understanding influence that I bring to the game. Well, that seems like a mistake. Because it is. And I don't know what it is that you brought to manifest in this reality as your true self. But I know that the reason you want to pull out of the game is because that manifestation has never been realized. And it's not as if you haven't tried. In fact, you may even have some specific attacks against that are so abominable that anybody looking at your circumstance would say, well, yeah, I see why you want to pull out of the game. If, and I don't want to go through life's traumas, but if life served you up one of the most unexpected traumas, well, of course you want to pull out of the game. But then there are those who have no real historical trauma to point to, and they still want to pull out of the game. I mean, it's a vicious circumstance to think that 
a universe of this order is a universe in which you don't belong. Well, okay. But, again, even if you don't see it, even if you can't feel it, even if you don't know it, even if there's no whisper in your head of it, if you will let go of the idea that you're a problem and start looking for a universe in which the true you could emerge and then acting as if that universe is there to be seen and had, then the flicker of why you're here will start to resonate. And it doesn't take much. In fact, my life is a, it's a box of random Legos that are just... What is that noise? Okay, that's geese. And I should get back to that noise I heard, but I'll do that in the review episode too, note to self. Because whatever that was that went over my house was enormous. But back to how simple it is to realign yourself in this universe by just stopping letting yourself be the problem. Or blaming yourself for not fitting into a universe in which there's no place that it's worked so far. I guarantee you it's because you've been listening to the wrong messages in this civilization when you arrived. They don't work for you. They didn't work for me. And I think, unfortunately, they don't work for a lot of people. Which leaves all of us searching for something meaningful to help fill the emptiness that sits inside of a life lived unfulfilled. Well, a couple things. Never are you at a position in life that you can't make fulfillment a goal realized. The biggest obstacle to that are the thoughts in your head that keep you from believing in yourself. And the road to diminishing those thoughts is discovering the baseline concepts of why you are here. I am here at my most fundamental level to be kind, understanding, and forgiving. In doing so, I want to be helpful to other people because that's what brings my life the most meaning. If I run into lies, schadenfreude, and underhanded uh, intentions, that's when I start to bristle and feel like I need to be out of this situation or fixing it because I can't live inside of a bubble that that's in existence. So, I think... pulling myself out of the game, as it were, was ultimately (laughs) a decision that had to be made for my circumstance. So I don't blame anybody who's there. 
for having decided that this is a world in which they just will not participate. But all I want to know is, did the world ever see the best of you? Did you ever have a chance to bring what you're truly here to do into the world in a manifestation in which it was realized and recognized for the contribution you're here to make? Well, I'm guessing every single person listening just said, well, no. Okay. So if our default reaction to that statement is to think, well, no, nobody gets that. That's my problem. In that way, we've all somewhat given up on ourselves. Because we all believe that the human experience has to come with some diminished version of reality compared to the expectation fulfillment we could imagine existing. And to me, that gap is having given up on ourselves. Because there is no reason for us not to be pursuing the highest possible experience and existence available for all of us simultaneously in this rich tapestry of possibility that is planet Earth. And instead of some cooperative realization of this potential ascendancy, we sit arguing over lines on maps and colors on faces about issues that are just not relevant. There are people suffering. There are people gluttoning. And there's a variety of systems and circumstances that are entrenched and unfavorable and in desperate need of repair. Some of which probably need a complete overhaul if not to be thrown out entirely. So we don't sit here without work to do, but we certainly are applying our resources and efforts toward the wrong variables if we're looking to solve problems. If we're looking to create problems, well, then maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm the one on the sidelines trying to get back in the game thinking we've got so much room to do better than we've done so far. But in fact, we're here to throw the game and nobody told me. It can feel like that. It can feel like that's so palpable that I just don't even want to consider coming back into the game. Well, again, I know what you're thinking. It just ain't worth it. Nothing's going to change. It's always been this way. And I'm only one person anyway. What the hell am I going to do about it? Yep. And again, to me, that's the gap between fulfilling your life 
in a meaningful, purposeful way and deciding to quit. <clears throat> but I didn't sign up to play this game. I signed up to play that game where we're all sitting in the Garden of Eden, eating fruit and <sighs> singing songs. Okay. So let's go play that game. Because to me, the gap between potential realized and potential as it is, is nothing more than taking the moment we're in and making it better. What else is the plan? How other way are we going to affect our situation other than embracing this moment as our true selves and manifesting the universe in which we believe we deserve to exist? I no longer want to sit out because I no longer don't believe we can recover. I see now that influence and circumstance have led to almost all the pain and misery that this planet is enduring, and it's all our own doing. So I expose myself as the biggest moron around when it came to understanding how we're supposed to get through this in a way that is graceful, noble, and fulfilling, both personally and in the circumstance around us that we live through and enjoy every day. I had been given so many different ways to make that a reality that would work for me and had ignored every internal sensibility on my path to this supposed destiny only to get there and think, I hate my life. I hate my life. I hated my life so much I would mutter aloud the phrase, I fucking hate my life. So, I have been sitting in woe is me loser circle with my thumb in my mouth and my bib on waiting for somebody to come over and feed me some strained carrots for a decade. Yeah, pathetic. I agree. Douchebag. Behaviors that make you think you're the problem, I've got a lot of them. But you know what the commonality among all of them is? I learned them. I was trained to think that way. And those reactions and... Hmm. In the moment, beliefs of failure, well, those are the first things that you can get rid of by being your true self. If all I ever do is proceed through my day in a kind, understanding, and forgiving manner while holding truth and accountability as paramount uh, expectations in my experience in this reality, I never have a bad day. I never come home thinking worse of myself. And I never think there aren't solutions to even the most sticky of the situations we've gotten ourselves into. But I can start to think that I'm more important than other people, that I deserve opportunities or have earned the right to passageways and 
tomes of knowledge that others are too immature or underdeveloped or rudimentary or how else do you want me to feel better than you? Because as a white male American, I've basically been given every lever to pull if I want to think, well, I'm better than those blankety blanks. Because all of the messaging in this country, well, let's just say that I haven't been blinded, deaf, dumb, or in any other sensory capacity, unaware of the advantage white male Americans have on planet Earth in version 8675309. So, the idea that I can fall into that trap is something I check daily. <clears throat> because I know I'm not better than anybody else, but I also know that neither are you. And that is the level of common respect and understanding that I've always known is base level truth. So if I were to add a fourth expectation of what I am on this planet Earth as a being, it would be I'm no better nor no worse than any of the other homo sapiens having their run at this experience with me. I've never doubted that and I've never needed it explained to me, nor have I never needed have I ever had it felt challenged as something that might not be right. It's always been right. So these are the ways that life started telling me I had it wrong. I mean, if you're a white male American, you're going to be told over and over again that you deserve more than somebody else. And we all know who those somebody else's are. So when you know that's bullshit, and that in fact that message couldn't be more wrong, well, you just blow it off assuming that it's residual crap from the 1800s, 1700s, 1960s? I mean, how far back do you want to look? Especially if you were born in 1969 and you're told that by the time you're in elementary school, this thing called the Civil Rights Movement fixed all that. And yeah, there's still some stickiness to clean up, but it's not like we don't have the same drinking fountains. It's not like we aren't all sitting in classrooms of multiracial composition. And it's not like every single message they were giving the children was welcome to the winner's circle. This is what an evolved civilization looks like. One where women are equal, where everybody votes, where your skin color doesn't have a say in who you are or what you can do in this world where merit and achievement are individual goals that everybody can aspire to at whatever capacity they want to achieve. And that liberty, life, the pursuit of happiness, and the equality among us in that pursuit 
is inherent to everybody that is enjoying the human experience. I mean, you, you can't unwind that kind of programming because it resonates as absolute truth. Just like, thou shalt not murder. Okay, yeah, no, I'm with you. That one sounds like absolute truth. Do unto others as you would have others do unto you. I'm loving it. You guys do have some shit figured out around here. Thank you. All right. Thou shalt not worship fallen idols or idols or whatever. What was that stuff about? Um, brazen images and something other. I mean, what was the part where don't worship other gods besides me? Okay, now you're losing me. And uh, the fact is, when you think about the Ten Commandments, why are they all thou shalt not? Why isn't it thou shalt be kind? Thou shalt understand those who you are having trouble identifying with. Thou shalt always think the other person is trying to do their best. Why aren't they thou shalts? Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not is thou shalt not lie a commandment? Probably not. <laughs> but anyway, my point is, and I know that that comes back to the Egyptian, what is it, the the 16 don'ts or whatever. I mean, if man is silly in any way, and in this way I pretty much mean man, because I'm not sure that women have this intuition, but it's the idea that you can go to Egypt, learn some shit, come back to Greece and say, I now know how we should be doing things. Here are my Ten Commandments, or whatever. I mean, can't we see the capacity of human experience and the knowledge gained as individuals and the collective base of awareness and and intelligence that comes with sharing that knowledge doesn't that seem like a big ball of reality that we're all getting better at experiencing because of the shared realizations we have in that ball of knowledge why do we have to pretend that we have come up with some epiphany some eureka moment of 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 intellectual superiority over the group. It's never true. It's always some amalgamation of everything that's come before you and been relayed to you. Unless you have lived in a world with no human influence, then the thoughts you have are collective. And, and we are from the collective. So the idea that we come here as individuals and glom on to intellectual property, copyright, um, it just, I don't understand it. At all. In fact, like I've said before, to me, the Eureka moment, the moment immediately thereafter, in other words, my concept of what inflation would be after my own personal intellectual big bang is sharing it with the universe because of course as soon as i have some moment of inspirational insight the next thing to do is to tell everyone what i've learned oh my god i figured it out this is what happened 
They weren't trying to assassinate JFK. They were trying to kill Jackie. I'm sure that theory's out there, but I've never heard it. So there you go, universe. My take on the JFK, JFK assassination is they were after Jackie. No, that's not my take. That's not my take. Don't even listen to that. That was dumb. But I have been smoking a little... So you can imagine at this point. You might think I'm dumb. Well, fair enough. But don't think I'm dumb because of the weed. Just think I'm dumb generally. Because weed does not make you dumb. It makes you more prone to isolation. That's not good. You're okay with sedentary motion. That's not good. But you're thinking outside the box. You're being self-evaluating in moments of mental clarity that you can't achieve with the twisted up sensibility that comes with everyday life in America. And you're giving yourself an opportunity to slow things down in a world full of too much go, 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 go. Don't think, just go, 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 go. Don't think, don't, don't even feel, don't even think about feeling. If you're thinking about feeling, we're wondering, why aren't you going? You should be going. Go, 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 collapse. Okay. Enough silliness, I suppose. How about we get through one of these sheets and then call it a night? Call it a morning? What time? I gotta be at work in... What time is it? 4.30? It's 4.22. So I gotta be at work in an hour and a half. So with that in mind, let's get on with the program. Um, okay. Trying to derive meaning from consequence. Failing miserably doing so. Result? You drop out of life. Okay. I do kind of agree with this because if you go looking for meaning from consequence and what I mean in that is if you think you can find meaning through the achievement and, uh, and participation and recognition, um, that comes from, uh, our society. In other words, if you go out thinking, well, if I want to be smart, I should get a doctorate. That's what smart people do. Instead of, I'm interested in this, and I'll bet if I go chase it down, I can manifest what it's like to be smart about something I'm passionate in. That's a totally different way of going about finding intellectual satisfaction than the route that you're told to go down, which is arm yourself with a wall full, full of degrees. I'm not saying that path's not right for people. It can be. But if you are going that route because that's what other people do, not because you see purpose in what that wall full of decoration will provide, you're making a mistake. And that's just one example of where you can make a mistake trying to find fulfillment in something you think is an inclination inside of you against how it looks society fulfills people with that inclination around you. That may sound like gobbledygook. So I will try to clarify it in further examinations. But when I review my own life, I know that Feeling like I have these skills and inclinations and looking at people with skills and inclinations similar to me, they went and did this 
So what I should be considering are these things is way too much thinking about shit you shouldn't think about. Look inside yourself. And if you look at the wall full of degrees and think, oh, that's what smart people do. That looks awful. Listen to that voice. That voice is the one that knows you should open a coffee shop. Regardless of what smart people do, your life will be filled with being helpful and in some field of autonomy that has no intellectual side to it whatsoever. Your feelings of what do people who have my composition do in this world are irrelevant. What do you want to do in this world? And quit trying to figure out what you came with and how that means you fit into society. That is a one-up me against other people attitude. Don't have it. Do not compare yourself to other people. Compare yourself to yourself. The only competition you're here to win is how close to living a real life as your true self you achieve. Everything that pulls you away from that, like taffy stretching you in a direction that is only going to leave you weaker, if you don't listen to who you really are to fend off those temp and temptations is such a loaded word. I don't mean that. But impulses to go a direction that it looks like society is here to pay off those who go that direction, all those impulses are wrong. They're seductive, but they're wrong. Because you'll get to the end of that hedge fund management position and have more money than God. And you know what? It won't mean shit to you. Because you pursued it knowing that society had told you, well, if you want to have any kind of measuring stick whereby you have won the game, the biggest bank account is one measurement that we all say. Well, you did do that. So, if nothing else, you'll have the false respect of everybody around you who thinks, yeah, but do you know how much money that dude has? Now, that won't matter to you. In fact, you'll be so divorced from who you really are, you won't even understand why that doesn't matter to you. You'll know it doesn't, but you'll certainly be left with no resource to come to terms with it. Well, even you, Mr. Hedge Fund Manager with $17 billion in the bank, you, my friend, can still save your life. You actually, in spite of all that acquisition energy you've spent to get to that point, are sitting on a perch of privilege to the point of having any inclination whatsoever to go save your life is available to you. Now, everybody can save their life, no matter how twisted up they become, because saving your life is a matter of just listening to who you really should have been in the first place. And it never has anything to do with, well, you should have been richer. Uh, no, your life never was about making money. Well, you should have been more involved in this and this. Well, then you'll get involved in this and this. You should have done that. Well, then you'll do that. The point of deciding what you're here to do is there's always time to embrace it. As of right now, you make the decision to stop letting life 
unwind who you really are. You're not here to falsify the experience against impulses that you know don't respect who the real you inside you is. Giving away that is the gap that took us all out of experiencing the pure pleasure of lives lived as they really should have been lived, as we truly are. I don't expect any of us to be perfect or without regret because there are no human paths that are 100% fulfillment. And I don't know that divinity can't be realized if somehow that was the path. Stumble bumbles and conflict are part of our growth, but that's all they are. They are never a reflection of winners and losers. The division between ourselves is our manipulated inclination working against us. So, when you go out there and try to derive meaning from consequence, oh, well, that's what's seen as meaningful? Well, then, shit, I'm going to run for school board. Well, run for school board because you have a reason to be on the school board. Don't do it because that's what it looks like a fulfilling person in your community does. You, you, will, you will always know if what you're doing aligns with who you really are. And if you're lying to yourself, well, stop. Those are the simplest ways to stop feeling miserable and like you want to drop out of your own life. Now, what happens when you go looking for God and there is no God? Oh, that one's tough. Because spirituality is something that I never felt very far away from, but always felt completely divorced from. Meaning, if ever I felt there was something just around the corner that I had a matter of one turn of events to come to realize, it was the spiritual side of life. As much as I had committed to the analytical pursuit of life, I knew the spiritual side of myself wasn't gone. The force was there the whole time. And was that programming from Star Wars? Potentially. And I certainly would deny it in the moment as such. Well, you're just feeling stupidity from your eighth grade or your eight-year-old self. But I also couldn't help feeling that as truth resonates, that one never would go away. So it was either the single most effective programming because I felt it was right all the way down, that there is an energy that exists among all of us that flows and and ebbs through every action we take. That felt like somebody had given me do unto others as you would like others to do unto you. Okay. And the force. Those are two things you guys have figured out. Right on. I like it. Oh, and don't murder. I already kind of knew that one when I showed up, but I, uh, I'll i go with that one too. So, you get to a point where you have been denied that reality. Souls don't exist. This is your one shot. Reality is nothing more than a coincidental chaotic occurrence of matter forming into consciousness, which just has to experience this pool game of, ow, that just hit my hand, that hurt. 
Well, if that's all you get out of here with is a bruised hand, consider yourself lucky because life's about pain and endurance. So if you go looking for God, I think the first place you can find him, her, it, they, concept, is to forgive yourself. Because the best version of yourself can only emerge if you can get past thinking about the worst version of yourself that you hold against yourself. So forgiving that whole scenario of guilt and shame is where you're going to find God. Because that is what's holding you back from feeling divine. Is it imposed? Not necessarily. But there are routes to forgiveness that you must pursue if you think you want to find God. Otherwise, you're going to be trapped in guilt and shame. And I don't really believe in God, but I do believe in the divinity that is a human ascending into the best version of themselves. And I think that's what people feel God is. And maybe that is what God is. I'm not denying it. But I'm not here telling you that I have some experience with God and tell you how to get there. But I do know how to drop the guilt and shame out of your life, to find a path in life that feels like it is purposeful and with the intent of maximizing who you are. If that's not what divinity and the experience of knowing God is, then, well, maybe I should start talking to burning bushes. But not today. Okay, George Bush, let's not set you on fire. That's what went through my mind, totally burning bushes, you know. Okay, now I've got both of them up there, father and son. Now I got Barbara. Oh my God, that's his wife. I don't even know what the kids look like, but there are four bushes burning in my brain. Okay, so that, to me, forgive yourself. <clears throat> and if you're not going to forgive yourself, you know what's going to happen? You'll never be the real you. And I believe 99% of those things that we came here and did that need forgiveness, we did because society influenced us into positions in which we acted outside of ourselves. So start with forgiving yourself for all those episodes and then work on the ones in which there may be some twist in there that you have to overcome. We're not all born perfect. We all can have episodes of true devilish behavior. Go fix those. Or at least understand that you can't let them hold you back. Because if you do, you've given up on yourself entirely. And that, frankly, is the biggest problem. And if you did it because you're like, yeah, but I don't have destiny, purpose. I don't have some sense of what I'm supposed to be. You keep saying, be your real self. What's my fucking real self? I don't have a real self. I am my real self. My real self is right here. I'm hitting it. I'm sick of it. I don't want to be this self. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Trust me. I know those feelings. There's no chance of you finding destiny. Destiny isn't even a concept that you believe in anymore. If destiny exists, were you destined to have this mediocre piece of shit experience? Is that what destiny is? Because if it is, fuck this. I don't want destiny. Well, again, how many of society's measuring sticks are you deciding how you fit into all of this versus the ones that are inside of you deciding how you could still be your real self versus the one that's out there right now? And this isn't about going out there and being more assertive and being more uh, domineering in the meeting room or anything like that. Trust me, when you get down to who your real self is, it's not going to be anything other than kind, understanding, loyal, forgiving, uh, helpful, uh, conscientious, empathetic, 
These are who our real selves are. Stalwart, committed to the underdog, willing to take care of those who need help that can't take care of themselves. There are so many ways the real person that's inside of us can't manifest in a world filled with survival of the fittest. But survival of the fittest isn't what humans are up to. We're here. We ascended. Guess who's fit? Humanity. And we're not fit to kill each other. We're fit to ascend together as who we really are among an entire landscape filled with people doing the same. So don't go looking outside yourself. Don't think the church house is where divinity lives. It lives in you. The Buddha had that one right. So you don't have to find destiny. You have to give up on the idea that destiny lives in a world filled with signals that aren't truly you. It's believing in yourself. That's really all that matters. Believe in yourself. Stop thinking you're problematic. Stop thinking you're not here for a reason. And stop thinking that this isn't magical. Those are beliefs that you can go change today. Start seeing the world under those lenses. And all of a sudden, it's not such a chaotic, shitty place to be. Trust me. I can't end like that, because that has the word shitty. So we'll just say, namaste. No, that was terrible. All right, now I'm thinking about the end, Phoebe. Should we end with Phoebe snoring? <sighs> there is nothing of consequence here to say, except, huh, I have a bottle of water in my bed. There you go. End it with that.